Welcome to the Quartering Podcast for Wednesday, the 2nd of November. First up, Elon Musk must fire this man from Twitter immediately. There is one individual at Twitter that has been deemed by, I would say, people who are tired of the censorious nature nature of Twitter uh, as very, very problematic. Enemy number one at Twitter. And when we take a look into their career and uh, some of the things that they've said about half of this country, I completely understand why people feel that way. But if you'll allow me, I think I can explain exactly why Elon Musk is keeping him around, at least for now. I have a suspicion anyway uh, as to why he's being kept around. And this individual <clears throat> goes by the name of Yoel Roth. And let's talk about first some of his older tweets. By the way, thank you everyone uh, who uh, checked out Coffee Brand Coffee uh, yesterday. It was a, a great day. Um, lots and lots of um, new customers. I always, I mean, I love seeing my returning customers, but my new customers too, uh, you know, it's always nice because I know they're going to come back because our product is so good. It's just, I'm 100% that confident in our product. Also, if you haven't yet, I'm still doing my locals and subscribe star, little exclusive videos and stuff like that. Feel free to follow me over there. It's absolutely free. Now, let's take a look at some of these tweets. Some of these are a little less like, I don't know why they're included. It's a little odd. Like Yul Roth says, uh, that little man has been my celebrity crush for as long as I've known I'm gay. So what? I don't really care. People don't, I mean, they're gay conservatives. They're called the log, log cabin Republicans, right? Um, Yul Roth in case anyone has any doubt, 23andMe has confirmed that I'm extremely effing Jewish. Okay. Yoel Roth then writes, Yes, the person in pink in the pink hat is clearly a bigger threat to your brand of feminism than actual Nazis in the White House. Okay. Okay. The patriarchy is bland white dudes incorrectly mansplaining to their girlfriends what breed my dog is. Okay, you're right. The reason you disagree with President Obama has nothing to do with his party. It has to do with the fact that he's black. Mm, no, I'm pretty sure it had to do with all the drones that he did. Of course, you can next Unicode version, remove frog emoji standard, asking from a friend who isn't a white supremacist. So you can see there's obviously a lot of far left extremism in this individual. And I think... You either have political parity on your staff, so that means you got to have some hard righties on staff, or you just really can't allow this, or you can't put this person in a position where they actually have control over code. This is the person who's the head of site integrity at Twitter. He also wrote, I'm just saying we fly over those states and voted for a racist tangerine for a reason. Okay. So we've established that they are a lunatic leftist. People are concerned, and I think that that's a fair concern. New York Post writes, Elon stands by Twitter's integrity head who likened Trump officials to Nazis. New Twitter boss Elon Musk is standing by his top post policer amid a reckoning 
over the deputy's history of incendiary political tweets, including one that equated members of Trump's administration with, yeah, Musk, who's 51, defending Yol Roth's Twitter's 35-year-old head of safety and integrity, probably too young to have that job. After leaking screenshots Sunday of a conversation Roth was involved in, in, in that Musk claimed demonstrated that companies, lawyers, and board misled him about fraudulent metrics. Now, I want you to remember that. Okay? I believe that is the reason that Elon is keeping him around right now. I hope I'm right. Let's continue. The world's richest man has argued that the social network hid the amount of fake users on its platform, um, blah, blah, blah. So you see the initial tweet here, and it's from Yol Roth. So Yol may be a far leftist lunatic, but he may also be the one of them that is also has integrity. And you see Liz Wheeler saying, this isn't surprising. Yol Roth is a nasty individual. Should have been first person fired. He once called, you know, Trump supporters actual, you know. And then Elon says, we've all made some questionable tweets. <laughs> Me more than most. But I want to be clear that I support Yol. My sense is that he has high integrity. And we are all entitled to our political beliefs. I believe, this is just my interpretation. I believe that Elon believes that he will expose that Twitter knowingly lied. What does that do to the deal that's already been signed and paid for? I actually don't know. Does it make some sort of like open him up to some sort of lawsuit? Uh, the, you know, the Twitter, whoever, you know, Mr. Twitter that got the money in the first place, do they get some sort of lawsuit? I don't even know. You know, right on the front of the New York Post, meet one of Twitter's, quote, neutral fact checkers meant to police Trump. Now, Here's the thing. It's extremely difficult to find people who are just like apolitical. However, I think that it's fair. Let me just flip this scenario here. If, if the person policing tweets was like an uber Trump supporter and like talking about all, you know, the things that Hillary did or didn't do allegedly. Everyone knows I love Hillary Clinton. She's one of my most favorite, the favorite people in, in the planet. Um, but... Like, and, you know, that would never have existed, right? It would never have been allowed to continue. There's a lot of people here now. Benny Johnson writes, Dear Elon, I want you to succeed at Twitter. This critique is based only on cold, hard facts. You will never restore, quote, public trust at Twitter when the guy in charge thinks 100 million Americans who support America first are literal bad guys from World War II. World War II. Not possible. You'll must go. I'm not a hater or a doomer. I have cheered on Elon's acquisition from the get, but this is a brutal reality of the situation. To restore public trust at Twitter, you must remove from power the people who atomized it in the first place. What does this mean? Any employee who had a role in censorship of our president's son's laptop store is irredeemably compromised. I agree. This was an anti-journalism act of malevolent election meddling bordering on criminal. It will not ever be forgiven by conservative users of, of Twitter. I agree. Now, Elon has responded and said that he wants to kind of have people from both sides of the aisle. That remains to be seen. You know, he actually responded to uh, Benny in a different tweet thread 
Oh, no, this is the actual thread. He said, agree, absolutely agreed that the Twitter safety board should have people from all viewpoints. Now, it would be nice for the Twitter safety board to be apolitical. But what you end up probably needing is a very large safety board, 100 people or something like that, that all weigh in and vote. Maybe you do it in like some digital way. Because what you don't want is very few people, uh, you know, consolidating power to, I don't know, ban the sitting president of the United States like Vijay Gadi did. That's in the same position, essentially, very close to Yoles. Now, head of safety and integrity at Twitter. He has a PhD from Don't Care. And what, he likes pastrami? I don't know. Oh, that must be, oh, it's his dog. Now, he has said, you know, Jackie Davalos back on the 31st, he supported, you know, a new wide swath of Twitter trusts and safety team had access to content moderation enforcement tools. It was frozen last week. Usually hundreds of people on the team could remove posts with misinformation, hate speech, etc. It's down now to 15. And Yol supports that by saying, this is exactly what we or any company should be doing in the midst of a corporate transition to reduce opportunities for insider risk, meaning, you know, rogue employees. He also tweeted, we're staying vigilant against attempts to manipulate conversations around, you know, midterms, and they're still basically policing that kind of stuff. Now, Yul Roth is enemy number one, and I'm not going to try to tell anyone the guy's a good person. I'm going to hope that he has integrity, but I am going to believe that Elon believes, at minimum, he knows where some of the bodies are buried, and so he's keeping them close. I would expect him to, you know, he's like the first guy that talked. In a, in a criminal group, right? He gets the best deal. What is the best deal? Well, he gets to be Elon's, you know, guy that the left can support. He gets to be Elon's little lefty in his pocket. Now, I suspect once he finds out what Yol knows, or if Yol becomes incooperative about sharing whether or not this, these bot, the bot data was deliberately hid, Remember, that's what this was about. You see in this, in this um, leaked Slack message from Elon, from Yol. Yes, also, LOL, if Amir continues to BS me, my escalation route is Amir's OKRs are essentially based on fraudulent metrics. He's talking about bots here. And he doesn't care and may actively be trying to hide the ball, literally doing what Elon is accusing us of doing. That's why Elon's keeping him around for now. I 100%, you see, I recommend following Yo Yol for the most accurate understanding of what's happening at Twitter. And conservatives said, the guy who called us the bad guys from WW2 for supporting the president in our own country? No thanks. Stunning he's not being fired. Elon, seriously? All these tweets? Has Elon seen these? Elon probably didn't see them before this, but he's certainly seen them now. So, I mean, there's even a hashtag, fire Yol. I think that he's that Yol is too politically compromised to be in this position here. When, it when we're talking about trust and safety, we're talking about restoring accounts, talking about banning accounts, enforcing rules. I think he's clearly too politically compromised to be in that position. And that's a choice that he's made in his life. He's cho chosen to be a political ideologue. And, you know, I don't believe people are actually capable of separating these things anymore, at least not liberals. And I doubt conservatives are either. 
So when you're in such a position like this, it should be algorithmically decided for the most part with a large oversight of people with enough people from both sides of the aisle that will essentially almost always end in a stalemate, except for when it's a true violation of the rules. And then that's how it should work. And next up today, Elon Musk slammed by Tim Pool and Benny Johnson and more for meeting with the enemy and keeping bands. You were the chosen one. Oh. Elon. There's a particular Twitter thread today that uh, has everybody, in particular pundits on the right, absolutely melting down. It's got me pretty frustrated because it seems like nobody, none of these people have ever worked in a corporation or worked in one through a transition. And just so, you know, in full transparency, I actually have I've been through acquisitions and uh, <laughs> nowhere near the size of Twitter's 8,000 employees. It seems like a lot of people really pissed off that, um, you know, Elon didn't march in the front door Friday at 5 p.m. having never seen a single line of code and made uh, enormous changes and undid all the wrongs that have happened over the years. I believe that he still will. But this tweet thread uh, is concerning. But I think I can explain why. I understand why people are mad and upset and blackpilled because free speech advocates such as myself have been taking absolute L after L after L. But I really think that people are not looking at the big picture here. And, um, and uh, I guess you can be the judge. Here it is. So Yul Roth, where if you watch my first video today, this, this guy is easily the, the most hated individual at Twitter. Everyone wants him gone. Um, and if you want to know why, watch my first video today. I think there's a fair argument for replacing him. I'm not saying fire him for sure, but, you know, take him out of this role. Talks about, you know, election stuff. So Elon replies to Yul saying, talk to several society leaders, um, including this guy of the ADL, uh, this person, Yal Einstadt, also at the ADL, which is, you know, basically a censorship bully organization these days, in my opinion. Rashada Robinson, um, Jay, Jessica Gonzalez, co-CEO of Free Press. Basically, a lot of leftist organizations and pro-censorship people, people like the NAACP. And then like BoomerCon, George W. Bush presidential, you know, a bunch of terrible people, establishment people that... Really, why is Elon, people are saying, why in the heck is Elon talking to these losers? I understand that. He then makes things kind of worse by continuing and saying, Twitter will not allow who was deplatformed for violating Twitter rules back on the platform until we have a clear process for doing so, which will take at least a few more weeks. Now, there's two things I think I understand that uh, from what I understand, that people are pissed off about. The first is the group of people that they talk that he talked to. These are not people that are well liked in the free speech community for a lot of good reasons. The second is that there isn't any real light at the end of the tunnel of bringing back people uh, that were, you know, many believe were unfairly banned. Not necessarily just like banned, uh, you know, for breaking terms of service, but. You know, people like PV, people like Babylon B, etc., probably could have been reinstated 
day one, regardless of whether or not Elon knew the code or Elon's team had seen the code. I think that that's fair. Elon could have came in and said, who handles bannings and unbannings? Here's a list, unban these people. And maybe there were some less inflammatory ones like PV and Babylon B, I think wouldn't have been as big of a deal. Uh, there's the doctor I can't think of, you know, stuff like that. Trump obviously would have been a bigger deal, but I digress. And I think people are right to say that, you know, my, my, my position is coming from a position of somebody who, you know, I want to be careful. Like I'm not trying to dump on people for f- being a little blackpilled. But what I am trying to do is provide some level of perspective here. These two tweets are bad, okay? But also expectations on the right and in the center are ridiculous. Um, this guy walked into a building with 8,000 employees. Most of them hate him. And people are like, why didn't he just do this already? Why didn't he do that already? Why didn't he do this already? How could he? It's going to take weeks for those Tesla engineers to get through that code. I think they have till the 7th. That's like two weeks. And then maybe he can start making changes. I also believe that all the people claiming that, oh, shadow banning's better, this or that's better. I don't know necessarily if that's true. It seems like some days it is, some days it isn't. He goes on to say, Twitter's Content Moderation Council will include representatives with widely divergent views which will certainly include the civil rights community and groups who face hate-fueled violence. Now, uh, Elon got brutally ratioed by his own people on these tweets, uh, especially this last one. Now, people are saying that he's conflating talking to these people, like the NAACP and ADL and stuff like that, with being on some sort of content moderation council. Um, I don't think he's saying that specifically, but if you are putting the ADL on there, um, (laughs) you know, I I guess if you want to keep advertisers happy, you have to, but you need to have some freaking conservatives on this list. I don't think it really counts to have the George Bush center on here. So, you know, you see a lot of people. LOL, the only people who were treated unfairly on Twitter were conservatives and anyone who dared to go against the Democrat machine talking points. Any other group could say whatever they wanted. You're listening to the exact people responsible for this BS. A fair take. Many did not violate t- the people. Many of these people didn't violate Tim's or service. They only reported events, spoke about the poke, side effects. Some of them most renowned like Dr. Malone or Jordan B. Peterson. Well, he wasn't banned. Um... And Tommy Robinson, James O'Keefe, I would agree that there were people that didn't break terms of service and seemed like they were banned for political reasons that Elon could reinstate sooner. And with the midterm elections coming up, people are rightfully pissed off about getting told that it's going to take a few more weeks. They're also rightfully told, um, they're rightful, rightfully mad that he's immediately talking to all the Basically all the who's who of censorship on the internet. <clears throat> the fact of the matter is, Elon has to talk to these people. He has, no, he has no choice. He has to talk to these people. Until such a point where Twitter does not have to rely on advertising revenue. Okay. He also didn't say, I'm listening to them. He just said, I talked to them. Understand that 
Elon buying Twitter does not change the power structure of the entire internet. Still, organizations like those listed wield a lot of power in terms of uh, controlling advertising dollars through social pressure. Elon buying Twitter does not change that. Um, ultimately, if, tw if Elon can monetize Twitter through Twitter Blue and through, he's going to need a lot more, obviously, than that, then he becomes less reliant on advertisers. So in no way am I supporting this, okay? But I'm saying I understand. I, I just don't, I, I get frustrated when I see this, like, why are you even talking to them? Blah, 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 blah. Because if he didn't, the ADL and then NAACP would put out statements saying, Elon doesn't want to work with us. He's obviously pro-hate speech, blah, 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 blah. And then MasterCard would pull all their advertising and Ford would pull all their advertising and Chevy would pull all, pull all the advertising. Coca-Cola would pull all their advertising. Honda would pull all their advertising. And he would lose hundreds of millions of dollars overnight. He has to play the game at least for some period of time. The fact that he just bought the platform doesn't, I mean, doesn't really fix anything. Also, he's got about 4,000 people to lay off. He's got to trim the fat big time. This is like buying a terrible cut of meat. Like the worst brisket you ever bought. Once he cuts their operating expenses in half, you know, they set the, you know, cut the calorie, the salary by $50 million a year, $100 million a year. That also gives him more freedom to move. However, again, I am not saying I'm pumped to see him talking to these people. But I'm saying he has to. And a lot of people are very, very upset with him. You know, very upset with him. Benny Johnson, the only people ever attacked or structurally taking advantage of on Twitter were conservatives, and it came from the far-left Twitter staff. Name a single account on the left that was censored or wrongfully deplatformed, yet your friends the Babylon Bee are still locked out. Again, Benny Johnson, follow him, like the account, but it's been four days, okay? Walked in the door late Friday afternoon. I assume some people work Saturday and Sunday, but they may not have even worked Saturday and Sunday. It is now at this time when he was tweeting this stuff out Wednesday morning. He's getting immense pressure from all sides. I am not, again, people will still see this video. It's like, I'm not trying to simp for the guy. I'm just saying I've been through corporate acquisitions. Nothing changes in four days. Usually what happens is the acquisition happens months before anyone ever even knows. I mean, you're replacing a CEO. You're, I mean, you're replacing a board of directors. You're replacing, it's been four days. This is not a good sign. And I think Elon really needs to consider doing some good faith stuff. Like, I don't know, just coming in and restoring the Babylon Bee and restoring, you know, a couple of small accounts or, you know, making a formal announcement about getting rid of shadow events, you know, because here at Chicago, Glenn, this person, Elon always responds to them. I, I'm not sure exactly who they are. Um, but like they've tweeted several times about their shadow bannings in various states. It's because I don't believe that any real shadow bans have actually been listed. I think most of what people are experiencing is coincidence. I don't believe that Twitter has changed anything in the code yet because I don't believe they've been, it would have even been possible by now. 
who knows how much code these developers had to go through, but they've had hours only. Um, and they didn't have any kind of head start. So this is very concerning. This is a part of the old structure that Twitter still needs to play ball with. Um, that's very concerning to see this stuff. And I understand why people are pissed. And I'm hoping that Elon does get, you know, make some time to provide some good faith stuff today instead of worrying about charging for blue check marks. That's like no, number 500 on the list of things that are important to most people. And next up today, epic fail, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez totally self-owns rant about Elon Musk Twitter changes. There seems to be this like hilarious self-own going on with the left, in particular those whining and complaining about paying for their verification tick. Now, I don't believe that Elon Musk should be wasting time tying the verification tick to paying $8 a month. I think at best, he should just, I mean, really, he should just fix the broken program where people that clearly should have them but are disallowed them for political or ideological reasons get them. And that journalist with 800 followers who wrote two articles for Vox seven years ago lose them. I think that the verification program simply needs to be managed better. It doesn't need to be a pay for a tick uh, program. It doesn't make much sense to me. But that said, that said, the meltdown has been amazing in basically every conceivable way, including Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's uh, self-owned. Like all these libs are self-owning when they're like saying, oh, well, I thought free speech didn't cost anything. Now you want $8. I mean, I've seen the same duplicate or the exact same take about a dozen times from prominent liberals. And it, it, what it really does is itself, it, it exposes themselves in saying that, well, actually, uh, I think that the only free speech is when I have a blue check mark. You can see some of these tweets, Genevieve, whatever, Elon Musk, let's have free speech. Also, Elon Musk, $8 a month. Again, I don't get it. Verification on social media equals free speech to these people. This has 11,000 likes. Uh, here's Ben Shapiro hilariously dunking on Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Lamau and a billionaire earnestly trying to sell people on the idea of free speech is actually $8 a month. Again, there's absolutely nothing stopping people from using Twitter without a verification tick. I've done it since day one, and I have 210,000 followers or something like that. Okay? Ben Shapiro tweets... Free speech does not mean that services must be free of charge. Use your phone for free speech, but you also pay for a phone plan. Tim Pool even with a uh, a more fair take. Uh, I'll spend eight dollars after Elon frees his political prisoners and releases documents on the DHS collusion with Twitter to control and suppress information. Considering he's already working with quote new knowledge, I really doubt he will do anything. Well, let's see if Tim gives it up. Now, Tim's been pretty blackpilled on this, and it's kind of uh, tiring a little bit. But then you get uh, <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's hot take, and it is amazing. Somebody simply replies to her, Why aren't the New York Times, the Washington Post, and the Atlantic free? Their billionaire owner should stop being greedy and give us their products for free. She writes, Are you seriously equating an app 
where people are torrenting racial slurs at an accelerated clip. That's also fake news. With the New York Times. Also, FYI, legacy papers actually care about verifying newsworthy sources and that they don't charge their journalists slash creators for priority placement. Are you are you are you kidding me? Viva Frey replies with verifying newsworthy stories. The New York Times is in fact exponentially more dangerous and damaging than random idiots dropping naughty words on Twitter to be edgy or sabotage the platform. But how to cause a meltdown for only eight dollars? You're right. The New York Times is much worse than Twitter. It's like so hilarious that like these people, uh, they don't get it at all. And this initial tweet gets 361,000 tweets or likes, even showing it. So true queen, what would you do to protect online free speech? David Sachs, why aren't the New York Times, you know, for free 23,000 likes. Again, uh, the classic meme, tax the rich. So true. Tax the rich. Oh my God. WTF. It's like, uh, it's like, um, a total hilarious self. Like they're just trying to gaslight everybody into thinking that the only, uh, possible way to experience free speech is with a blue check mark. Apparently I, I don't really understand this point. It's been hilariously stuff on here's Trevor Noah salty about it. I, I, I think that what it really is, is when you peel this away, when you peel this away, what, what does, what does this really reveal? Outside of the fact that 40% of my viewers are not yet subscribed across the platform. So wherever you're watching my videos, please do subscribe today. There will be a point where I'm not uploading seven Elon Musk videos a day. And that day is quickly coming. I cover everything in news tech. Basically everything but hard politics on this channel, and that's getting closer by the day as well. But the real reason, by the way, thank you everyone who's subscribing this week. I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, is they know once John Q. Public can get a check mark, right? Once John Q. Public can get their check mark, they will not be seen as their elite class. They will be no different than the plebeians who have $120 a year, I'm sorry, $96 a year to pay for the check mark. And it's not just the check mark, it's also the additional services. So me, as a content creator, that has value. I don't care about the check mark, don't care. People know it's the real me on Twitter. I don't think that uh, de-boosting and shadow banning should be something I have to pay to get rid of. And I don't think that's exactly what Elon is saying here, but, I don't care about that. I care about, you know, being able to upload 10 minute versions of my videos to Twitter because Twitter doesn't like when you link out to your own videos, they actively de-boost those. However, uh, for the average user, there's really no reason to pay for it unless you want to be able to edit your tweets. There's some new tools. I'll show you actually, um, there's this tool, which seems kind of nice when I go here, top articles. It makes me, you know, see, I don't know if this is on free or not. I just never noticed it before. I don't think it is. So this is nice for me to see like what the people I follow are talking about and people they follow are talking about. 
Um, and you can filter this stuff. So that's kind of a nice little feature. I don't think it's worth eight bucks to the average person unless eight bucks a month just isn't, you know, it's not a, a relevant amount of cash for you. You know, I still have 207,000 followers. Here's a tweet from 10 minutes ago with 40 likes. You know, when I disagree with Tim, people like that. I like Tim. He's just too dang blackpilled. All right. It's annoying. Um, Trevor Noah knows, you know, Trevor Noah slams Elon Musk's verification plan. Charge white people to say the N-word and Twitter will be the most profitable company. Hardy, har, 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 har. You know, I'd say that, you know, people would have seen that, but nobody watches The Daily Show anymore. So I had to read an article about it. You see, Trevor Noah railed against Elon Musk. Con this is not a controversial thing, this $8 thing, by the way. It's simply not. It's, it's what, a couple of blue check marks whining, and I'm telling you the real reason they're whining is because they will now be seen as the same as the plebeians who just want to pay for it. And that people will see that check mark on Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and think she's paying for it. Or, or like these uh, lib journals, because they're certainly not the same way with conservative journals. So these lib journals who have like two pieces published in Vox, and they use that as like a pickup line with uh, soy-infused uh, half-shaved head uh, ladies. Like, did you know I'm verified on Twitter? That's probably a real panty dropper for some of these girls. Uh, but they probably don't have $8 a month to do it. They'll pay that for a soy latte, but they don't want to pay that to Elon Musk. It's also the fact that they have to pay to Elon, a man they hate. That's really bothering them. Now, there will be people that say, oh, being unverified is the new cool, but that'll just be a cope, I assure you. Like, AOC will be like, Oh, I've just unverified myself because I'm a woman of the people. Keep keep spending taxpayer dollars to Ukraine to fund a war. Seeing how that's working out for. AOC hits Elon Musk's possible Twitter verification change. I mean, does any like has she got a single piece of legislation passed? That's a genuine question. Those who pay will get priority replies. Oh, well, this is a Applies, mentions, and search, and the ability to post long videos and audio to see half as many ads. I don't like getting priority in search. I don't think that's I don't think that that's reasonable either. I certainly don't get priority in search, but I think that it's it's funny that like all these people whining and complaining. You must trust. It is not about the money. It's about being seen as not elite. And not a lord or lady. Well, that's a different thing. But so that's that's one thing. I would rather see no check marks whatsoever. Nobody gets a check mark. Why do you need it? Because you don't people say, well, to protect for imposters. You mean if you're a lefty? I went to Twitter a dozen times, showed them several imposter accounts, showed them several articles, showed them my YouTube channel, and they always say, Well, you're not you're not you're not noteworthy enough. Ooh, sick burn, you know, Twitter guy with 18 roommates. Either fix the ver verification system or get rid of it, but watching AOC whine and complain about it uh, and, and gaslight people is pretty hilarious. And next up today, James Corden refused to apologize for stealing Ricky Gervais' joke, and people think writers sabotaged. 
It's actually hard to find someone who acts like a bigger entitled douche in Hollywood right now than failing late night show host and sweaty man, James Corden. See, I actually had to collect myself and think about his actual name because he's essentially irrelevant. You know, he he's only relevant when he has other like popular K-pop type bands on, on his show and they make him more famous. Well, yesterday... Uh, it was revealed that he had stolen a joke from Ricky Gervais word for word. And you would think, look, <laughs> we all know James Corden doesn't write his own jokes. So some intern or joke writer or whatever stole that joke word for word. Now, here's how a normal person would have handled that. Uh, <clears throat> as you know, we have a lot of writers. I'm, I'm pretending I'm James here. Uh, I, and you do it on the show, by the way. As you know, we have a lot of writers that make up teams. Sometimes mistakes get made. Um, in this particular case, there was a joke that came through on the show last night that was lifted, uh, that was stolen from uh, one of the greatest comedians of all time, Ricky Gervais, and his special, whatever it was called, I forget. We've terminated the writer, and uh, you know, I have apologized to Ricky publicly, and I have also done so privately. Um, and then, hey, go watch his Netflix special, whatever it is, and then move on. I think most people would basically understand that. You know, you have a team of writers. We know James Corden doesn't write his own jokes. None of these late night show hosts do. Um, most of them are written by the, uh, the Democratic Party. And <clears throat> if we can for a minute, let's look at he has actual apology. Now, did he, did he go to his personal Twitter account and make an apology? No. Did he apologize on the show? Not as far as I've seen. Here's what they did. They put out an afterthought tweet on their business Twitter account that has, and I will remind you, 1.5 million followers. I can barely garner. Here's a post with 12 likes. Here's, here's a post with 50 likes. 170 likes. 86 likes. You mean to tell me that millions of people watch this show? No, they're elderly people that fall asleep and forget to change the station. But if you scroll all the way down here, you'll see the heartfelt non-pology, uh, not uh, allegedly written by James Corden. Inadvertently told a brilliant Ricky Gervais joke. Now again, he said inadvertently. No, 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 no. You plagiarized a joke from Ricky Gervais. Inadvertently told a brilliant Ricky Gervais joke on the show last night, obviously not knowing it came from him. Really? You didn't watch a special? I mean, that was a pretty popular joke. It's brilliant because it's a Ricky Gervais joke. You can watch all of Ricky's excellent specials on Netflix. JX. That's his. You might be saying, <clears throat> where's the apology? Well, it's because there isn't one. This is one of the greatest non-apologies ever issued. Like, I understand that other people, uh, you know, <laughs> we know that other people write his jokes. I just think like, you know, Enjoying the idea that the writers did it to him deliberately. Replies disabled. I wonder why the replies are disabled. 
Oh dear, when you make an apology and get so badly ratioed that you stop people from replying. I don't know if they actually had replies on at any time or not. I think if you turn them off once they're on, I, I would think maybe you could still see the old ones. I don't know that for a fact. You're either thick or thought you wouldn't get caught. Luckily, Ricky Gervais is much more popular than you and not a lefty Louvi. I don't know what that means, but I don't think it's a compliment. Inadvertently, you quoted it word for word. What if I told you <laughs> inadvertently? Yeah, why don't you just say that it was plagiarized by a staff member whom you have now fired? Why, why would that be so hard? Because it obviously was. Uh, otherwise, otherwise, what are you saying? Are you saying that you, Ricky Gervais, it wasn't written for you and then you just inadvertently repeated a Ricky Gervais joke word for word? Because that's the other alternative here if you're not saying a writer wrote it. Of course, everyone mocked that apology. James Corden didn't bother. This says, sometimes it's James, sometimes it's the late show digital team. We don't read DMs. He doesn't operate his own Twitter or hasn't tweeted since June. But what about this? How James Corden was accused of copying a great British baking show host Neil Fielding's 2010 whisper joke in the late show in 2017 as he faces fallout for using Ricky Gervais's joke word for word. Well, 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 well. Comedian Noel Fielding accused James Corden of using my material for the late show five years ago, Mail Online can reveal today. The Great British Bake Off and Mighty Boosh star tweeted the allegation when a fan claimed Mr. Corden totally stole his joke about distracting an armed robber by whispering. It came as Ricky Gervais pointed the finger at James Corden's writers after the Late Late Show host used one of his jokes almost word for word on U.S. television on Halloween amid speculation. One of his team effed him over. Interesting. So his team hates him so bad that they set they set him up for that? That's spicy. That's actually really spicy. I hope that's true. On stage at the Just for Last Festival in Montreal in 2010, Mr. Feeling sent the audience into hysterics when he suggested that the best way to pull off thief that uh pull off a th put off a thief in London is to whisper oi mate because rules mean they will put down their blade and respond with a hushed tone what is it in december 2017 james corden was interviewing matthew broddick who described being robbed mr corden said the best way to get out of being mugged was to whisper you're never going to believe what's happened mimicking an attacker lowering the weapon he said because they will go like what adding it adding it gives you time you just bolt after the Late Show aired, a fan of Mr. Fielding tweeted James Corden totally stole the whisper thing from Noel Fielding. Fielding then replied, yes, I believe this is my material. Mail Online had asked Mr. Corden and Mr. Fielding responded or asked him for comment. Ricky Gervais reeled last night. He deleted a clip of his fellow Briton repeating his 2018 gag about guitar lessons because he started to feel sorry for him after the backlash. Like, do you know how bad that is? Gervais, who had spats with the Gavin and Stacey creator over the years, included mocking him after he was banned from a New York restaurant tour last month, even defended his fellow comedian after Twitter user asked if Corden had asked him for permission for the joke. He replied, no, I reckon one of the writers, quote, came up with it for him. I doubt he would knowingly just copy such a famous stand-up routine. 
Well, yeah, but then he doesn't watch any stand-up either. It's like if somebody brought up like the just sprinkle, sprinkle some crack on him joke, you know, or any one of like Chappelle's special jokes, pretty sure I would recognize him right away. And the fact that you came out and said, I inadvertently told a joke, like you're not even apologizing for it. That's not even an apology. Now, I mean, you know, of course we know about the stupid restaurant thing. I couldn't care less. From what I'm finding out, people in the UK really don't like this guy either. I don't. I mean, we, you guys keep tricking the Americans into, you know, taking on your, your biggest douchebags and then, like, giving them late-night show opposition. I think it's partly because something about uh, liberals in this country, they really love being told that their country is garbage by somebody with a funny accent. I mean, that's that's what I assume. Now, did somebody put him up to it? That would be interesting. Now, if you look at some people on Twitter, they are saying that. I reckon Corden is probably as unpopular with the writers of the Late Late Show as he is with waiting staff and restaurants. They knew the Gervais joke would get recognized. Well played. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, it's possible. It's possible. You know, like stealing from Ricky Gervais, treating waiting staff like garbage. James Corden has a lot to answer for. No, he doesn't. He's just going to go back. He's going to go back over to uh, across the pond where he never has to actually respond to anything. You know, and if he does find out a writer did it, it'll be interesting to interview that person. You know, the idea if they did it to sabotage him, you know, I would think that would be one of the most hilarious things ever that hopefully would get, you know, leaked out there by someone or maybe someone would email me at the quartering at gmail.com and told me that, you know, and tell me that that was a situation. But I'm not exactly sure I would ever call this an apology. And this guy's douchebaggery clearly knows no bounds. And last up today, Joe Biden humiliated by Twitter fact check and White House forced to delete lies. Elon Musk laughs. You know, I've kind of got a lot on my mind about, um, you know, the rights or even like kind of the middle's response to everything going on on Twitter. But there's also like some hilarity going on that uh, you just really... You just love to see because, you know, during the orange man's reign, near the end there in particular, Twitter decided to start fact-checking the president, the sitting president of the United States. And at the time, I felt like some of the things were a little ticky-tacky. Some of the things, you know, he said, you know, were suspicious or maybe did need more context. But make, make, make no mistake about it. They instituted the policy for President Trump. Presidents have been lying to America since the very beginning. I mean, I don't know if you're old enough to remember a nationally televised interview where uh, someone said, I did not have relations with that woman. Right to our face. You know, WMDs, all this stuff. We've been, presidents have lied to Americans since the very beginning. For some reason, Donald Trump, you know, it was suddenly important. So what happens now? The White House is starting to get fact checked by Twitter. And in a humiliating, rather than like accept the fact check, which added context to an obvious lie, obvious propaganda, they deleted the tweet. 
By the way, thanks everyone for tuning in. About 40% of my viewers are, are not subscribed. So if you haven't subscribed yet, please do make today that day. I'm going to push hard through the end of the year, try and really build up some momentum into 2023. We've got a lot going on in 2023, adding new value, adding some infographics to all the various other platforms I do. I've got a lot planned and uh, I'm going to need all of you along the way. You're the, obviously the most important part of this. So let's start with the tweet. Seniors are getting the biggest increase in social security checks in 10 years through President Biden's leadership. This whole train wreck is just so amazing from, from beginning to end. Okay. So then <clears throat> fact check, it gets fact checked. Now this is a little different. It wasn't, people are saying Twitter like specifically did it, but through some research, it was like, you'll see. Uh, it was like kind of a different service, but readers had a context they thought might people want to know. Seniors will receive the largest social security benefit increase <coughs> due to the annual cost of living adjustment, which is based on the inflation rate. President Nixon in 1972 signed into law automatic benefit adjustments tied to consumer price index. Boom. As you follow, not only did they get embarrassed on their propaganda, but like a little nugget came through there on the official White House account that the reason they tried to say, oh, you're getting a huge raise because, because uh, President Biden's administration has gigantic inflation. And then everybody was seeing this, right? So they deleted it. And you can even see Elon Musk commented on it. White House seniors are getting the biggest social... White House, sorry. Seniors are getting the biggest social security increase in 10 years. Context checkers. That's because inflation is the highest it's been in decades. White House deletes tweet. Welcome to Elon Musk's Twitter. And then Elon writes, the system is working. Like deleting the tweet, deleting the tweet is the worst part about it. You can't even say that like, oops, we needed some additional context. They could have just replied to the tweet and added that context, but they knew it made them look bad. So they deleted the whole tweet. That's like when us normies get quote tweeted by somebody in ratio and you delete the tweet. White House is forced to delete fact check tweet claiming Biden has given American seniors the biggest boost in social security in 10 years. The White House was forced into an embarrassing Twitter climb down on Wednesday, deleting a tweet that claimed President Joe Biden was responsible for seniors getting the biggest increase in social security checks. Second, well, that's actually true. As fact checkers were quick to point out, the increase is based on the rate of inflation as required by law. At first, Twitter added a note on Monday afternoon. By lunchtime Tuesday, the message had been deleted. The trouble began with a tweet from the official White House account, which we talked about. Um, part of it is true. Next year, Social Security benefits will rise 8.7% next year, which is the cost of living adjustment since 1981. Policy experts on Twitter were quick to suggest that the Biden administration was claiming credit for something that happened automatically and which reflected historic levels of inflation. Twitter then added a fact check note. Biden's opponent, of course, it included a link to the relevant legislation and Biden's opponents delighted in the confusion. Next year's social security increase um, will be the largest in decades because of it brought Biden's disastrous policies, which have caused prices to rise, fueled record inflation and cut into criminal retirement or critical retirement savings. A White House official said the tweet was deleted because the point was incomplete. No, 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 no. I think that's the second time I did that today. The tweet, the tweet, the tweet, the tweet, ah, 
the tweet was deleted because you got embarrassed and you got caught. I mean, like, this is insane. You you tried to, like, you tried to spin it. And then you see a reporter asked the White House press secretary about the White House working on social with social media companies to censor misinformation. We work to protect that, protect Americans from disinformation, information that threatens the homeland. This finally in, in response to some of the DHS leaks. But here... KGP asked, but why White House deleted a tweet flagged by Twitter that credited Biden for Social Security payment increase? Quote, the tweet was not complete. Usually when we put out a tweet, we post it with context. Let's not forget about mega Republicans. What? You got caught lying and you like, because orange man, you, yeah, you literally because orange man batted. Hey, Screen. Um, the White House removed a tweet that talked about the increase in Social Security benefits in 2023 uh, through President Biden's leadership. There was a, a contextual note. I'm not sure what the proper terminology is for the uh, platform. It's fact-checked. That was added to that. Was it removed because of the addition of the note, or was it removed because of the concern about the uh, veracity of the message? In the so it was, I, look, the tweet was not complete. Usually when... Wrong! You literally got busted. Spreading propaganda. It's like, hey, it'd be like, it'd be like, um, if, uh, if, uh, if, if the, if your rent went up a hundred dollars a month and then, uh, your, your, uh, your landlord gave you a hundred dollar credit in the mail, it, it went up in accordance with the costs going up. The reason the costs are going up is because we're building back better 80 bazillion votes galactically. Right. The, the idea that you could sit here and pretend that this is anything but you getting busted, spreading propaganda, like makes me really, really think. About what Elon Musk's Twitter is going to look like now, was this because Elon pushed it through? I don't know. Was this, you know, directly because of the White House? I don't know. You know, speaking of bots, this account has 8 million followers and gets no interaction whatsoever. But it's like, it's like, I, I wonder how many mainstream news, like, especially like CNN and whatnot, how many of them like ran with that talking point? Like, great news, seniors. You can't afford to put gas in your car, but you're getting, no, wait, great news. You're getting, uh, 20 cents more per week on your check. I mean, you can't afford food or anything, but Joe did that. That's like the, hey, I did that thing. The fact that they deleted it is like, is, is the cherry on top. In fact, you could look at, the official said the fuller picture was outlined by the White House press secretary um, when she previewed the forthcoming rise, suggesting it would be about 140 a month on average. For the first time in over a decade, seniors' Medicare premiums will decrease as their social security checks increase. She said, yeah, because of the inflation. This means seniors get a chance to get ahead of inflation due to the rare combination of rising benefits and falling premiums. Uh, what? No. So I do like, I don't think they would have added this note under previous Twitter. Do you think? 
I mean, the tweet would have got ratioed into oblivion, but I don't think you would have actually seen the platform come out and fact check it. So, I mean, I think that's good. I hope you enjoyed the video. I hope you've enjoyed uh, all this coverage this week. I'm looking forward to covering a wider variety of topics, but I'm also trying to stay on top of this stuff, keep you all informed. So I greatly appreciate you sticking around and we'll talk to you again real soon.